Meanwhile... Yeah, this was a good idea. Getting up nice and early, going for a walk before everyone else wakes up. Certainly, Mutation Fest is a little bit exhausting with everything that's been going on. Of course, you don't want to miss anything, so you kind of put off having a meal or actually taking a break, and you just end up sitting through like all of these acts one after another. It can get kind of tiring after a while. Certainly, it's a good idea to give a little time to yourself so that before the real party starts that you're in good shape to actually enjoy yourself. Which reminds me, it's probably a good idea to pop in on Arvo Zylo and see how the sound installation is going. That drone he was working on yesterday was fantastic. I wonder how it's shaping up today.
It's the very first mutation fest. Mid Valley. With live music and sound art from some of the many friends of our program. Mutations. Day two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to day two of Mutation, Mutation Fest. Fest. We are excited to see so many of you who camped out in the courtyard, just outside of the Lava Lamp Lounge patio, for this event. Before I turn things over to your host, I need to make a couple announcements. First, whoever is the owner of the vintage orange Volkswagen Beetle, what? I should let you know, your vehicle was towed. You won't be able to drive home. I think I stole that car anyway. And for you bots in attendance, I have been told that there's some bad code floating around that people are sharing in the audience. No one is here to be a major bummer. Except Major Bummer, who is the DJ in the bum out tent for those who are interested. Remember my catchphrase, kids. How low can you go? But we do want to recommend that if you get some bad code, and you're having a bad time, there are software engineers all over the courtyard, who will be happy to help get your system debugged, and at very reasonable prices, I should add. We are all here to have a good time, but maybe avoid using any code you just find at Mutation, Mutation Fest. And now, here's the host of our program, Austin Rich. I want to thank everyone who has been so respectful of not just our space here at the Lava Lamp Lounge and this patio area where we are hosting this event, but for not being too much of a burden on my neighbors and the people who work and live nearby. Thanks for not using up all the street parking. Remember, those piles of trash need to be cleaned up before you leave here in a few days live festivals, even ones on the radio, are just like camping. You pack out what you pack in. Anyway, today's acts should be getting started pretty soon. Uh, but first, I just need to make sure all the proper bribes have been made and received before any bands can take the stage. It's a little ritual I've found that brings the clearest of minds everyone involved in our festival. So please, take your seats, be patient, maybe make a few purchases at the food trucks that are spaced evenly around the area so that you can indulge in only the finest of delicacies. And the first act today should start very, very soon. Mid Valley. Thanks again for attending day two of Mutation, Mutation Fest. Fest. Mutations. Oh, hey. It's nice to see all y'all. I gotta hop back up on the stage here in a second, but uh, I figured I'd kind of say hello to everybody who's uh, hanging out here in the chat. It's, it's wonderful to see everybody. We got Hyperdose and H and Polly from Clifton. How's it going? Chris O, who, uh, like many of us, has had a rough day. Uh, I know I had to climb way too many stairs. 
my uh, my Borg implant is actually telling me that uh, I've done all the exercise I need to do for the day, which is nice. I guess didn't really need it to tell me that, but oh well. Yeah, sure. Charles, hey, how's it going? Oh, Ricardo Wang, yay! I, 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 I do believe a first time in our chat, uh, so thank you very much. And then uh, W R. Jeff you, Mr. Fab. Hello, hello. Ramen City Kid, of course. Oh, Barno lurking as usual. I do love that. <clears throat> and, uh, yes, uh, welcome to Mutation Festival. Please make yourself a, a, pull up a, a patch of grass or, or a, a, a sleeping bag or whatever and, 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 and make yourself uh, comfortable. But yeah, uh, we, we got uh, some uh, wonderful acts tonight, uh, in, in, including. Uh, um, an interview to cap things off uh, at the end of uh, end of the show, so uh, uh, stick around for that. But yeah, uh, lovely performances by the Dead Air Fresheners and Four Dimensional Nightmare are coming up, so please uh, stick around. You're uh, you're gonna want to uh, hear this. Uh, Four Dimensional Nightmare has been on the program. Uh, was, uh, gosh, uh, not uh, November, but the November before. Yeah, not this November, but last November. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Oh, and I see Brad has just joined the chat. Heck yeah. Oh, and Tom and Judy, too. Hello, hello. Uh, well, you know, I should probably get things started here again. But th- thank you, everybody, for popping in and uh, checking out the fest. Uh, uh, you know, and, and don't forget to listen to day uh, one of the fest if you if you uh, are feeling so inclined. We had some really good stuff last week, and uh, it's all uh, available uh, to stream whenever you're ready. Now, we do have some video content that's coming up uh, later, so if you have a Cubilax device in front of you, uh, get uh, the link bit.ly forward slash, and then in all capital letters, Mutation Video Fest. Get that link ready, and you'll be able to see all of the video content that goes along with today's show. And then we do have an updated program guide. I know uh, people yesterday, when we, when we did we, uh, the day one, um, got a program guide before. This one is updated with more current information. And there's probably even going to be another update to the program guide as well. Uh, these things keep changing as time goes on. You know, it's all last minute stuff. But uh, yeah, bit.ly forward slash program guide mutation fest, all caps. And you can get that, uh, download it, and you can uh, follow along uh, with some supplementary material that uh, uh, goes with uh, today's broadcast. Anyway, let's, uh, let's hop to it because uh, we're going to try to keep this one a little shorter than last week. <laughs> But yeah, uh, let's kick things off with uh, something pretty fun. Uh, see you in the chat. Okay, let's start day two off with something truly special. And, uh, you know, today, uh, um, by chance, actually, sort of became a, 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 a themed day, uh, uh, that of masks. Certainly uh, something we've uh, been struggling a lot with uh, the last few years uh, during the uh, pandemic, but uh, we're actually featuring artists that were known for wearing masks even before uh, all that. Uh, and so uh, it's nice to have them out on the patio as well because that makes uh, everything a lot, a lot easier. Anyhow, uh, first up we got uh, Le Petit Sac. Uh, no stranger to this program, actually. Uh, had them uh, as a guest, and I've played a lot of uh, Petit Sac recordings. Um, uh, and, and I've even played a, a show or two uh, with them uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, and 
what uh, I recall the most uh, about seeing them is that uh, this was one of those lessons in less is more. Uh, I think the first time I saw Sack play, uh, they did maybe a, a seven and a half minute set. It, it, it was short. Uh, it was great. Uh, but it was one of those things where it's like, oh, right. If it's good, you can just stop and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's fine. Uh, and, and, and it was a nice uh, kind of uh, um, uh, moment where I, I realized that uh, perhaps uh, my long, 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 long drones uh, needed to be tempered in a manner. All that is well and good, but uh, why don't I just give you a couple of quick links before we get started here. Uh, you want more uh, Le Petit Sack? I got more Le Petit Sack for you. Uh, sweatbandrecords.com, uh, where you can get uh, a bunch of uh, different releases, uh, not just uh, work by Le Petit Sack, but uh, uh, other people also in the family and, and, and connected to um, And then uh, if you want to just uh, uh, zero in, uh, as they say, uh, petitsac.bandcamp.com P-E-T-I-T-S-A-C for those who perhaps do not speak French uh, petitsac.bandcamp.com Yeah, uh, there's a lot on there uh, and uh, it's uh, a lot of tapes too uh, a lot of collaborations uh, Petitsac likes to kind of work with other people uh, which, I, which I appreciate Anyway, uh, uh, let's uh, introduce uh, our first act for the day. It's a uh, Le Petit Sac here on the Lava Lamp Lounge patio for Mutation, Mutation Fest. Fest.
It's the very first mutation fest. Made Valley. With live music and sound art from some of the many friends of our program. Mutations. Day two. Thank you, Le Petit Sack. Ah, that was such great sack. I, I, I mean, I, no matter how many times I see them perform, I, I, I uh, always find a little something new to, to enjoy. Uh, can, can you can you stick around? Do you think uh, you, you you got a little more uh, in you? Cool, cool, cool. Because uh, maybe we should do a little uh, Ivo jam together. Uh, what do you think? X. Oh yes. Okay, cool, excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, stay tuned because uh, we're gonna bring you something else next. But don't go anywhere because Petit Sack and I are going to show you what we get up to when Ivo Salientia takes the stage. Okay, okay, okay. Well, we should probably uh, move on to our next performer. And I'm actually very excited uh, to have Four Dimensional Nightmare not only back on the show, but here for Mutation Fest. I feel like... At this stage uh, in my uh, uh, goings-ons, uh, that uh, uh, four-dimensional nightmare has been there uh, for a long time, and, and I know that that's actually not true because we only met, uh, I believe, uh, uh, when I was first asked to do sound for them, and they were performing on uh, one of our sibling programs. Uh, what's this called? Uh, which will actually come up again uh, later on today. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, uh, for a long time, I was the uh, sound engineer for What's This Called. Whenever they had a live guest, I would come in, I'd uh, do the sound. And uh, that is how I met Tom, uh, Four Dimensional Nightmare. And uh, we've done a lot uh, over the years uh, since then. I guess it's been about, about 10 years or so. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, in that time, they've been a guest on my program. I've run sound for them. They've We've, we've played shows together where uh, um, they were on the bill as well as I. Uh, it, yeah, lots, lots of uh, fun times uh, in, in the years since. And it's, it's always good uh, to catch up with a little four-dimensional nightmare. Uh, even if that does sound a little scary at first. It's actually uh, it's good for your system. It's good to kind of get it uh, out so that uh, you're not too worried. Before we get into this, why don't I drop a link or two your way so that you can uh, get ready, because I think you're going to want to make a few purchases uh, when you get to know Four Dimensional Nightmare. So uh, point your uh, Cubulax unit to uh, the number 4, the letter D, nightmare.bandcamp.com. That's the number 4, the letter D, and then nightmare spelled out, .bandcamp.com. That'll get you straight to the four-dimensional nightmare catalog, and uh, I think you're gonna need a lot of this in your life uh, if you don't already have some. But uh, uh, enough of my yapping. Let's uh, let's get into it. It's a uh, four-dimensional nightmare here, live, on the patio, at Mutation Fest.
very first mutation fest mid valley with live music and sound art from some of the many friends of our program mutations day two thank you so much four dimensional nightmare yeah bringing it for mutation fest that's what i like to see tom is a real trooper and they're actually they've been they've been here the whole time they showed up early yesterday they're staying all the way to the very end of the fest because uh, they got they, 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 they are dedicated. Uh, and so I want to thank you so much, uh, Tom. We're actually going to take advantage of that because there's another act that Tom plays in that's going to play later in the festival. And uh, I, I tried to line it up for today. It didn't quite work. I, I, I appreciate uh, your patience, uh, Tom, for being willing to stick around and, and do your set on another day. But, yeah, uh, just to, uh, you know how logistics are. I don't have to explain it to you. Anyway, if you want more four-dimensional nightmare, and I think you do, you want to go to the number four, the letter D, the word nightmare, all spelled out, 4dnightmare.bandcamp.com. Punch that into your Cubulax unit, it'll pop right up. And there's a lot of stuff in there, too. So it's, uh, there's uh, nothing to sneeze at. Tom's been at it for a number of years. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I, we could go on and on. Check out one of our previous programs where we've had uh, a four-dimensional nightmare on as a guest. We've uh, done some interviews. Uh, they are basically uh, uh, an extension of the Mid-Valley Mutations family. And since we're talking about family, let's get Petite Sack back over here. Come on, come on. <laughs> Now, uh, uh, we did a show together, and then uh, you were a guest on my radio program, and it wasn't too much later before we started talking about doing a collab. And uh, we were both in immediate agreement that what we wanted to do was something kind of in a horror noise sort of place and, and, and I mean I, who who can say if we uh, quite got there but I, I certainly managed to get some eerie vibes going uh, now and then whenever we get together and jam for an Ivo Salientia uh, sort of situation and, and you know and I even promised myself that I wasn't gonna perform during this festival I was like you know I'm just gonna book the bands I'm gonna have everybody else kind of show up and do it for me I'm just gonna have fun uh, but inevitably, opportunities like this arise, and I just can't 
can't turn it up because I, I, lo- I love jamming with this dude uh, and, and, and I think uh, the tapes that we've made so far have been a lot of fun uh, there's some cool stuff uh, and, and there's a, an Ivo postcard even uh, that uh, I would be happy to mail to you anyway <laughs> I, I, I hate to do this but why don't I take the stage here for a moment uh, with my good friend Le Petit Sack as we bring you a little bit of what we call Ivo Salientia and uh yeah, let's see where this one goes. It's Mutation Fest! Fest. And, uh, I'm playing?
Thank you so much for jamming with me, Le Petit Sack. And thank you so much, everyone, for attending the very first Mutation Fest, day two. It's the very first Mutation Fest, Mid Valley, with live music and sound art from some of the many friends of our program, Mutations, day two. And I just want to do a quick little check in here. I'm going to have to get back up on the stage there in a second, but uh, I I just wanted to uh, say uh, thanks for sticking around and having such a good time today. Uh, Always fun to see people showing up for Mutation Fest, even if this is the very first one. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much to our uh, performers uh, for the first hour. uh, Um... It was uh, great to see a four-dimensional nightmare in the chat. Thank you so much. And, you know, it looks like we're having some pretty fun conversations about record stores and uh, chaos pads and stuff like that in uh, the chat. So if you're listening along in some capacity and you're like, hey, I, uh, it sounds like fun. What are, what, what's, up, what's up with this chat situation? Uh, just go to WFMU forward slash Sheena. Uh, you'll uh, click the live listen link you'll see the chat window you can hang out and uh, have a good time like the rest of us now this is a, a, a you know a, a wonderful kind of festival situation uh, but we do have some visual content coming up at the end of the next hour here and so what I do recommend is that uh, you uh, get that uh, little bitly that I uh, have been talking about bit.ly forward slash all caps mutation video fest uh, and uh, if you paste that into your Cubulex unit kind of browser window uh, and then uh, direct yourself to the dead air fresheners interview in the playlist now uh, what we have found uh, experimenting with this in terms of kind of trying to get the live to mesh with the uh, the audio is that uh, you want to get the video queued up paused but at zero and then you'll hear a audio cue for you to click play coming up in the, in the second hour after the performance, but getting, leading into the interview. And that is when you want to synchronize devices. It, it, you can kind of get pretty close. Uh, since that will be kind of near the end of the episode, uh, you might want to just kind of like, you know, listen to one and watch the other or, or what have you. Uh, but yeah, we're trying to do a little bit of some interactive AV sort of stuff here. Uh, 
experimenting a little bit anyway. We, we had some fun with it last week with a, with a live performance in a, uh, interview. We're trying it again with a new interview this week. Um, and yeah, we'll see uh, where things take us. Now, we do have a kind of sub-theme uh, going uh, today uh, where uh, many of the acts uh, are, are usually wearing masks when performing. Uh, and so uh, uh, this might be a good time for you to uh, put on your official Mutation Fest mask and uh, snap some photos and send it on uh, to our, our way so we can see you enjoying the show. Uh, now, I, I do want to say, uh, leading into this interview that's coming up, uh, we, do, we do kind of don't do the best job of giving uh, kind of an oral history of the dead air fresheners. And I do apologize for that. Part of the reason is that we've had the dead air fresheners on the show before, and uh, we've kind of covered that ground a, a number of times. <laughs> uh, and so I was, I was trying to kind of like get at some different stuff. Uh, and, and so uh, maybe if you uh, are unfamiliar with the dead air fresheners, that might be a good chance to to uh, uh, do a little reading and whatnot. Uh, I'll, I'll drop a couple links here in the chat in a moment. Uh, but yeah, uh, they've been around since the 90s. Um, uh, uh, the uh, anonymous masked uh, uh, a band who, uh, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, 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 it's hard to describe exactly what you to say about <laughs> uh, about uh, uh, the dead air fresheners, they they definitely have a uh, a live performance angle and a stage show that you're really not going to see anywhere else. Uh, and then they find a way to translate that, not exactly directly, but uh, through other uh, uh, bits and bobs and and and, and whatnot. Uh, they manage to translate that into their recordings as well. Uh, and and I think that's probably the best uh, way I can explain what they do is that it is kind of a performance that you gotta see uh, but uh, in this particular case they're doing a radio thing so uh, you can't see it <laughs> I hope there's enough visual documentation uh, in the program guide and elsewhere to kind of get you to some photos and images of uh, what they look like but maybe I should just kind of get into the next part of the festival here and I'll let all that stuff sort itself out regardless uh, yeah, dead air fresheners uh, very happy to have them on the show been too long uh and uh yeah let's uh let's uh let's, let's get things uh started oh lovely to see you in the chat uh ricardo wang uh i i i do hope uh, uh our, our friend uh ryan is somewhere nearby uh it'd be good to uh, good to hear from that gentleman Okay, okay, okay. Settle down, everybody. We we got it. We got something very, very cool and very, very special for you here in the uh, second hour for Mutation Fest. Uh, and uh, 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 this is day two. Uh, and, and you might remember uh, we got a bit of a theme uh, this uh, for, for for today because uh, yeah, we were we're doing masks and uh, things like that. Uh, not just because we're practicing, you know. Uh, a good uh, uh, hygiene, but also because we have some performers who uh, have uh, 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 kind of made themselves known for being a little bit anonymous. Uh, and, and, and and I gotta be honest with the dead air fresheners. I have played with these guys. I have uh, uh, done some uh, small tours with them. Uh, 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 we we, uh, we we have some recordings that we did together. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, we, we also have a, a, a substantive uh, solo career. So. And uh, further parallels, uh, Dead Air Fresheners have done a lot of radio work. Uh, 
not only appeared on my show, and I've not only engineered them for a number of radio performances, uh, but uh, they seem to have a long-standing uh, connection to radio uh, in a lot of ways. And so it's always a pleasure to bring the dead air fresheners to uh, more people and uh, to uh, radio audiences in general, because I think that's uh, where they shine quite well. I mean, I mean, it's actually a different thing uh, entirely when they're uh, uh, on radio, on stage, on recordings. Uh, the dead air fresheners take uh, many uh, forms. Let's just say that. I, you know, I bet if you're like me, you're, you're, you're already itching to, uh, to get uh, the Cubulax unit kind of uh, uh, roaring and ready to go. So let me give you a couple of links here that you can peruse while you're uh, listening to this live performance. Uh, we've got deadairfresheners.com. Your resource for all things Dead Air Fresheners. Uh, and so that, that's where you're going to find uh, all sorts of stuff about new albums, uh, 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 videos, uh, performances, you name it. Uh, but if, if you just want to uh, pick up something to listen to, I recommend killpoptartsrecordings.bandcamp.com. Uh, and that is where you're going to find not only the Dead Air Fresheners, but any, all the other stuff that's kind of connected to the, the, the family of Dead Air and uh, stick around because we actually have an interview with them coming uh, later in the program but that is going to be uh, some uh, um, audio visual content and so if you uh, are so inclined you might want to uh, keep that Cubulax uh, unit ready uh, because uh, uh, you'll be uh, looking at some uh, videos very soon anyway uh, let's get things uh, kicked off here with a, a live performance by the Dead Air Fresheners here on Mutation, Mutation Fest, Fest. Day two.
air fresheners and we're proud to be on. Mm, what is the name of the show? Something about mutations? Yeah, mutations. Austin's mutations. Yeah, we're proud. It's the very first Mutation Fest Mid Valley With live music and sound art from some of the many friends of our program Mutations Day 2 And that is going to bring us to the end of Day 2 Here at Mutation, Mutation Fest. Fest One of the most enjoyable radio festival organizations That you've ever had a chance to participate in now, uh, that actually isn't the end of the uh, presentation for the day. That's just the end of the live music. So uh, uh, feel free to uh, get back uh, to uh, enjoying yourself here uh, on the Lava Lamp Lounge patio. Uh, and uh, when we have the uh, uh, visual uh, portion of the show ready, uh, just take a look here up at the screens, uh, and you'll see everything that uh, uh, we have to share with you um, and, and, and for those of you who are just uh, listening at home, please uh, continue to uh, listen, uh, because uh, you'll be able to enjoy the interview that way as well. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining us here at Mutation Fest. It's been a, a lot of fun for day two, and uh, yeah, 
Day three, just one week away. So please, uh, we'll see you all back here then. Take care, everyone here, uh, and uh, please uh, look out for each other. And we are back here in the Lava Lamp Lounge control room, uh, enjoying a little cocktail. Now that we have reached the end of Mutation Fest Day 2. And, uh, man, Sheena's Jungle Room has just been so cool about uh, helping support us with this and uh, really making uh, Mutation Fest everything that it could possibly be. Uh, but yeah, since we're in the control room, this now means that uh, we are uh, transitioning to the visual part of uh, today's presentation. And uh, for those of you who are uh, sitting uh, either out in the courtyard uh, with your Cubulax unit or at home with your Cubulax unit, um, or maybe you're just watching the screens, who knows, I don't know what you're, where, where exactly you're uh, enjoying this, uh, a walking in the park, uh, who can say? Uh, regardless, uh, this is the time when you want to dial in um, the uh, uh, visual component of things. So uh, pull, pull up a browser uh, and, and just uh, punch into the, uh, uh, the, the bar bit.ly forward slash mutation video fest all caps mutation video fest all caps and that's going to take you straight to a playlist that's going to have all of our visual content uh, for uh, uh, the proceedings uh, so while you're loading that up here, uh, let, let's uh, let's uh, just kind of get into a little bit of what we got up going on here. Uh, I have a conversation uh, ready uh, with uh, the Dead Air Fresheners, uh, who, who you just uh, heard perform. And uh, let me tell you, uh, this is a, a, a kind of a, a, a an unusual conversation because it, it's actually in two parts, spread out over almost a full year. Um, uh, when uh, we uh, initially decided to kind of uh, uh, talk uh, about their career and, and what they've been up to, uh, you know, it was a while ago, and, and, and things have uh, happened. And so uh, uh, we get a little bit of a pickup interview at the end, and, and, and we piece these together, uh, as, as we often do uh, uh, after the fact. So yeah, uh, th th that is kind of what is uh, in store. Now, for those of you who are not into the visual uh, aspect of things, don't worry. Uh, this is a completely uh, audio-compatible uh, interview as well. Uh, so uh, as long as you have access to uh, um, an audio device of some kind that uh, allows you to listen, you should be able to interface with this uh, interview uh, as well. Um, uh, and of course, you can just keep listening to Sheena's Jungle Room, uh, where uh, we will uh, continue to broadcast all of this stuff in real time. Uh, and we urge you to join us there in the chat, uh, because uh, that's where all the fun is. So uh, if you're not already there, please uh, come on over. It's great. Okay, so uh, you, you've got the uh, Dead Air Fresheners interview queued up on your Cubulax unit. Uh, everything is good to go. Uh, I'm getting the nod from our control room guy that uh, we can uh, do this. So um, on my mark, let's get going. Starting now.
Up next, we have an interview with the Dead Air Fresheners. Uh, no strangers to this program, uh, or uh, really uh, radio in the Northwest, if you happen to host anything with a slightly experimental edge to it. Uh, but yeah, uh, here they are uh, uh, via uh, Zoom, and uh, to help uh, protect their anonymity, uh, as is often their uh, want, um, it, it was uh, requested that uh, in, in place of the actual uh, uh, video um, that the, uh, was accompanying this call, that uh, instead we uh, put uh, samples of their 515 uh, Friday happy hour performances. Uh, so you can get a sense of what it actually looks like to see them perform uh, uh, when they do this. There's a lot that could be said, I think, about uh, their history, uh, who they are, where they've been, uh, whatnot. I think uh, the relevant highlights is that uh, for a band that's been around for almost 30 years, uh, they've sort of kind of grown into their current incarnation. But on the whole, uh, they have continued to maintain a sort of uh, a style, a, a form, uh, um, a signature uh, that is really unique and, and, and continues to persist um, even as they recruit uh uh, new uh, me- members who are actually the children of old members. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah, it, 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 it seems as if uh, the Dead Air Fresheners are kind of on this uh, generational journey through exploring sound, finding things that happen in the moment, finding things that happen in the studio, uh, and finding things that happen on stage and uh, mixing and matching them in different ways to uh, create what they do. That's probably all I really need to say, uh, but uh, do visit uh, the uh, uh, website where you can find uh, all of their recordings and whatnot, killpoptartsrecordings.bandcamp.com, uh, uh, your resource for the dead air fresheners. And uh, why don't we just get into the chat now? You know, we have a very uh, a special treat today here uh, on the program because uh, we have, uh, uh, I mean, and, and, and usually this is a kind of a um, hard get considering uh, uh, the anonymity, uh, but we have the dead air fresheners here uh, on the show. How's it going? Good. I'm not hard Without kind sure. of like yeah. um, uh, uh, peeking too far behind the curtain, uh, the dead air freshers have been uh, located in different parts of the Northwest, uh, as well as had had different members from different parts of the Northwest, mm-hmm. uh, and, and still so, do. I mean, I, we have active membership um, from yeah. Bellingham to Salem, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's one of those things. But, it's but, like but active doesn't the, the the people in those towns are doing stuff with us all the time. It just it just means that yeah that you know those are people we do stuff with. Right, right, right. For people who maybe are unfamiliar with the Dead Air Freshers and have not really uh, experienced you guys much before, this might be a good time to kind of dig in a, a, a tiny bit into the history, because I, I, as I hinted at earlier, you guys are in your 26th year. So this isn't like, um, you know, you were a band that was going for a couple years and then the pandemic hit and then you just put out all these pandemic albums, you know? It's like, there's there's a little bit of history uh, here going on. And um, I mean, it goes back uh, well into the uh, 90s. Uh, um, So I'm just kind of, I mean, I I guess um, here's here's a good way to phrase this. When people are asking uh, about booking the dead air fresheners and they're like, hey, can I get like a little uh, uh, capsule summary? Uh, um, how often do you guys tell the truth or, or do you guys just make that up every time? Um, 
It's pretty much always the truth. I mean, there's not any reason to make anything up. In general, you know, we've we've become a lot more lax about worrying about about hiding identity it, mm. than than we used to be. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, your secret's safe with us. The guy who's credited constantly as, as a producer and a director and so forth. And you have you have had people who are um, uh, uh, better known um, in terms of collaborators like uh, uh, Chuck Chuck Swaim and. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bob Bucko Jr. and whatnot, uh, people who it, it feels appropriate to yeah. na- well, name check them. Somebody's <laughs> doing their own thing that is very clearly their own thing in our collaborative. You know, I'm do. I just set up this mm-hmm. thing that we did with Noise Poet Nobody. Right. Totally. You know, is a Noise Poet Nobody and Dead Air Freshners album. It's not just the Dead Air Freshners. If you listen to it, it right. wouldn't sound right. It wouldn't sound just us with our name on it. It definitely is both. Um, and, and in all those cases, I think that's the case. I mean, the usually it's been a spoken word artist that that, that um, we would have, you know, Chuck Swaim with the Dead Air Fresheners, Jennifer Robin with the Dead Air Fresheners, Austin Rich with the Dead Air Fresheners. All right, I do know those. Those, you know, we, we we used to do it mostly with spoken word, but it, but then, you know, with Bob Bucko Jr., it's like he approached us with an album that, that he wanted to, to put out on Kill Pop-Tarts. And I said, hey, you know, I have some ideas with some of these tracks. What do you think about this, this and that? And before you know it, it ended up being an album of duets between Dead Air Fresheners with Bob Bucko Jr., you know, and, and right. I think the fact that, that it is that is more interesting than if we claimed it were just us um, even you know besides the fact that the the songwriting is all driven by him and, and, and you know everything that we did was in response to something that he did um, but but I think that you know it's it's the collaborations are collaboration is in and, in and of itself sometimes a really interesting and exciting thing and, and right. you know we, we, we celebrate that when it's the case which I think is nice because there's a cohesive um flavor across the discography like it's not like you listen to the early work and you're like oh wow those early albums were great but man they suck late you know it's like you have you have a dead air freshener's flavor all all throughout good to hear and it'll be interesting when unfriended comes out to see if that still seems that way i, I think it will <laughs> sure well th- i think this is the thing about new albums too though is that it's a, it is an opportunity to not only for reinvention but for uh, continuing the conversation mm-hmm Dead Air Fresheners have done a lot of radio uh, collaborations over the years, uh, um, all, mm-hmm. all, all over the place, really. When you guys are doing radio, because obviously part of the story of the Dead Air Fresheners is this kind of like, let's uh, kind of hide the difference between performer and audience and kind of like you know, uh, try to approach it in an almost an- anonymous way. Um, radio has a very anonymizing effect. Uh, so uh, mm-hmm. do you guys find that you can do something a little bit different because the radio is already bringing half of the of the show uh, in certain ways? I don't know. I mean, every every time we play, we have played on the radio, we've played masked um, because it's just important to us to actually feel like the dead air fresheners when we're doing it. Right. right. Um, all the photographs but, of all of the radio studios. Yeah, you guys are, are never just kind of like walking around like, Oh, home, it's us, you know, it's like you guys are, are just as dedicated each time. Yeah. I, I play the same no matter what, where I'm doing it and whether I've got a mask on or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is really just chasing them moment for moment, you know, through expression or dynamics or, you know, just whatever is going to happen between the other members who are playing 
and listening to them and trying to be like peanut butter between them sometimes and or air or whatever whatever it is it's it is it isn't a form of improvisation but with with knowledge i suppose yeah i mean you know, contrast as well as um uh, uh, collaboration or um, um, trying to be in harmony as well as uh, a harmonious are there's just as many decisions to make within all of those ranges um, and so it's like yeah. uh, I mean I, I can totally imagine a scenario where uh, the performance actually kind of like begins several days before the audience is seeing you because like there are so many choices that are being made leading up to the performance that will influence what happens on that day i would say that there i have options you know i've got my options there mm -hmm. you can label them in your mind if you wanted to a circle i got a square and i got a triangle you know and, and that some place you know i've got those elements in my mind and i'll i'll get to one um after the other some some way morphing in between right Right, right, right. Kind of finding the way between these uh, decisions that you have to make. Yeah. Right. Or you can think of it as turning on um, like a, uh, a garden hose. And once you turn it on, you've got to play the garden hose mm. until you turn it off. So you can kink the hose, you can spray things down, you can make a sprinkler out of it. But <laughs> that kind of focus that keeps me kind of on the balance beam so to speak until it's until you jump off the balance beam right right i like that that's a good that's a good way of putting it yeah and that's how i play and to answer your original question from my perspective i, I guess what what i started to say about about the wearing the we've always worn masks on the radio is kind of it's the opposite of what you said. Rather than doing anything special on the radio, I think it's really important to us to make it the same as if we're not on the radio. Mm, I see. Uh, which, which is what I think I've always unconsciously tried to do. Is is that if I, you know, I think that, and and maybe that's because, you know, now when we play, we usually tend to be, you know, guitars and drums and and things that people look at and think, oh, you know, rock band kind of thing, but. In previous years where it was a lot of electronics and some weird homemade instruments and a lot of horns and, and stuff I, th I think it the performances you know the mask would help us to to have a a a, a band appearance you know a, a, a feeling of, of 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 unity and and sort of something we're doing mm. that maybe you get automatically a little bit more with the standard rock gear um and so on the radio is the same thing since we didn't have you know all the equipment to kind of hide behind we'd hide behind the masks mm -hmm. and allow for them to kind of create that feeling of you know we are this thing that's happening which I, I, I think is the feeling that we try to create at any of our shows right and, it's like an you know, event fans are kind of that, but we're just you know hyper aware of that as maybe kind of the main thing is mm -hmm. just creating an experience yeah there is a like a theatrical kind of performance kind of quality to it as well where it's like 
you know, it, we are putting on a show. We are in, 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 trying to engage in some way or another that's like, you know, um, almost like bards in the uh, Shakespearean sense. Uh, and so uh, part of this is that we're going to put on a costume and we're going to like do this and it, it, it's going to be a, a, a little bit different and you got to go with this on it, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really big on the fact that, that, you know, people, I want people to listen to recordings at home. I make recordings for them to listen at home, but, but if they're at a show, that's not what this is. Yeah. I mean, I'm, they could, they could just stay home and listen to the recording then. I mean, I'm trying to give them something they can't get at home. I mean, that's yeah. the whole point. But, you know, lately we've had to retool that because there have been so few shows that, that it's like we're at home trying to give them people something they can't get at home. Right, right. I, I like uh, having uh, costumes. Um, it's easier to decide what to wear. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just done. You have to decide and focus on loading the instruments or something. Right, right. It gives you more time to actually work. Back to what uh, you're talking about with playing on the radio as opposed to live. The Dead Air Fresheners really aren't like a plug it into the board and go direct type of band. <laughs> Pretty much every instrument here is either it's electric it's coming out of an amplifier or if it's uh, an acoustic instrument it's just acoustic in the air yeah so the dead are fresh is really a pretty much a live band right right even even on recordings in a lot of ways it's it's often you know just even in the studio we're set, what I'm set, is what i'm saying yeah i failed to mention this although i, I mean I, I hope it's apparent now yeah we, we say the, um you know al- albums and and studio and whatnot but I, I, in a lot of ways these are just you know treated live performances that get to put on a disc uh yeah yeah i mean but you know, extremely treated. <laughs> Certainly, this is kind of a harder subject to bridge. But um, it, what it has been fascinating about kind of the, the entire history of, of uh, Dead Air Fresheners is, uh, unfortunately, the band has uh, experienced some loss. Uh, uh, people have passed, uh, but there's also been uh, uh, newer, younger additions that have come into the band uh, that are kind of uh, uh, adding to it in, in different ways. Um, and, and in this way, it almost kind of feels like family where, you know, like, uh, you know, and so for some bands, when people pass, you know, you just find a, a new drummer or what have you. But I mean, like, that, that's not how it works in this group. It, it's really about kind of like finding a new way to express yourself when someone leaves. Mm-hmm. No, you're completely right. I mean, it's like um, when my when my wife, Deanne, um, passed on she ended up leaving us with her guitars which I ended up really kind of bonding with and and that's you know a major driver in our sound since then and I and I had already been playing those guitars quite a bit in the group but but it's a little different when you know I'm really playing her guitars as a way to play music with her it's the only way I can now so it, it definitely changes the whole experience and, and we started covering you know one of her songs uh, Ghost Crack Glass and playing 
samples of her playing it and then playing with those and, and as a way to actually play with her in the group and, and it's been really powerful and and more recently we lost we lost Ryan's brother Roger um, who was the original dead air freshener with me actually as far as recordings go um, mm. the, the track that's on our recent album on Kill Pop Tarts the, the Last Asteroid uh, there's a track called um, that happened when I wasn't in the room mm. and that is the very first dead air fresheners recording which was all Roger and me um, mm. playing uh, um, a the, the moog that's been on you know almost all dead air fresheners albums and shows right which was his that he um, loaned to me and then I never give it back and then he eventually gifted it to me um, I did finally one time say, I got to get this back. She's like, no, I can't take it now. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, he, he actually scored that for five dollars. But anyway, the uh, we we took turns with a with a old uh, Casio um, sampler um, chip, little chip sampler. The, these things were awesome in the the end of the '90s. They were around, but but they were crappy at the same time because they just died really fast. Mm. Um, but he had one of those. Maybe I had one of those, and we had had the the Moog, and we took one turns with each of us playing one, and then we took the tracks and combined them all together, switch switching the two instruments around, and that ended up being the, the very first Dead Air Fresheners piece, and kind of the blueprint for what we really did and have sounded like for years after that, hmm. um, which was this really keyboard driven. Um, Drony stuff, and you know now we continue to have that as a huge element in what we do, and it's all atmospherics and and so forth. Still, you know, it's just now with the guitars, maybe it becomes drone rock some of the time. But um, <clears throat> and Roger, I, I I I never played in the Dead Air Fresheners with him again. He and Ryan were together in the Blue Faces for a number number of years, and um, did some really great albums, some of which we put out on Kill Pop Guitars now too. Um, but um, Roger's album is done now. Yeah, we're so, putting we're putting out an album of his solo material um, oh, wow, in the cool. very near future Could too. Yeah, I'm on the Bandcamp on the Kill Pop Tart site. Um, but anyway, you know he he really crossed into all the categories because he was uh, a band member. He was um, a, a fan and friend. I mean, he he literally like every time we played one of those five fifteen happy hours, he was always there, like just just watching. You could see him on there on, on the on the screen and, and you know commenting and cracking up and you know nice. showing that he was totally in, into it the whole time. And um, and his family. So you got you know the family, the, the the fan and the band member. I mean, it just checked all the boxes hardcore and so right. it, was a, it was a hard hit when he passed on yeah. Um, but yeah I mean that's all, all we can do as artists is to celebrate the art and, and um, you know, Ryan's going through and finding all the Blue Faces stuff and, and Roger Solo stuff that we can and, and we'll put it out on Kill Pop Tarts and let people hear it and let the, let the art carry on we've kind of covered a fair amount of ground here I'm also trying not 
I'm trying a little bit not to repeat myself too many times because we've had you on the show before. But I, I guess uh, if I listen to kind of older uh, Dead Air Fresheners recordings, uh, I, I wonder about that band. Did that band think that they were going to be doing this for 26 years? Like, there, there's something about it where every Dead Air Fresheners recording kind of feels in the moment. And mm-hmm. therefore, they don't seem like they're anticipating a future. Uh, but uh, there's something about it where, like, it really works when you reiterate it over and over the years. Yeah. Aside from, you know, the the, the fear of, uh, of, of the planet um, ceasing to exist and global annihilation, <laughs> you know, I, I think I've always expected to be doing it sort of forever. Mm-hmm. Um Initially, I mean, there's there's a sample that I that I, that we use a fair amount of uh, of Elvis Presley, and he's saying, "I'm and in fact I'm aware of what I'm doing at all times," mm. and I love that sample because it's like you know it's it's so it's such complete and utter BS, but then it's so true too, <laughs> you know. And oh. when he said it, it was like it was it was the biggest truth he could have said for a guy who's a Capricorn. Who you know reached that level of stardom and and, and you know it, I I'm sure it was so true on on a certain level. A helicopter flying over. I, I shouldn't talk about Elvis. You get in trouble. Get out of here! This is the law. I love Elvis, really. <laughs> We're gonna spray us with that moss spray <laughs> and peanut butter and pickles. Um, but anyway. You know that's the thing. I mean, I, on the other hand, he was a complete wreck, and 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 I'm sure was at that point already too, and had no idea where he was going or that you know, and and that's kind of the the, the deal with the dead air fresheners too. I mean, in the earliest days, what I said I wanted to be doing was I wanted to to have a show that was so exciting that people would come check us out and we'd get to be well known while making this experimental music that eventually um, could be used for soundtracks and movies so people would pay me to make it and that's still the plan mm-hmm. and, and it's like we're about about a third of the way there right 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 right. yeah the, the, there was no um time i'm not gonna line. say half because you know if i said halfway there you'd think you'd, you'd, you'd think of bon jovi and you'd get mad at me but we're about a third of the way there <laughs> right 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 <laughs> I like the idea that there isn't a timeline, though. That this, like, that you you truly are like, you know, no, this is the the goal. We're we're just we're working on it. It, it absolutely, you know, I, I I would eventually like, you know, to to be making soundtracks for movies that that people want a dead air fresher soundtrack and they'll pay for it. And in any case, you know, you you had mentioned earlier about. Um, you know, the family member aspect of the group, and it's true. I mean, I, I in general, I tend to 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 like to you know get in relationships with crazy artist women, and and so often they're also musicians, and and then you want to do music with them, and then you have kids, and yeah, you know, <laughs> and so so I have you know children that are growing up inside the dead air fresheners, and mm-hmm. and that that has created kind of the plan B that if the soundtrack thing doesn't work out if I haven't achieved that by the time I'm gone that they can just carry on with it <laughs> I love it the generational band it just keeps going yeah. you're curious and want to you know want to see more than go, than go on YouTube though and, and 
hours and hours. You could you could spend spend several days just experiencing the, the dead air fresheners at this point. Yeah, are all of those five fifteen uh, happy hours up there? No, um, not yet. There's only only a select few of the the favorites of those that are up there. And yeah, and, 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 I mean, I recommend those because they were such a fun. I mean, I, I didn't always get to catch them live, but like you know, the, the, these videos would stay up, and it was such a fun way to kind of like you know check in every week and and have this kind yeah. of like. Um, it, it was almost kind of like. Uh, um, well, we're all. Uh, it's time for the dead air freshener show, guys. Let's uh, let's ch- let's ca- keep up. Uh, uh, what's happened this week? <laughs> yeah, no, that kept that kept me kind of thinking about things, mm-hmm. what it was going to be week and how to change it up or find something that I was messing around with that that I could do the next week. Yeah, there was a there was a, a, a online uh, publication. I forget what they were called, but they they referred to us as as you know the experimental music partridge family, and that was cool. Oh, that is good. That is good. Because <laughs> we had the week, a weekly I guess show. Maybe Ruben Kincaid or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like between that and the monthly audio waffles that were happening out of Sacramento, it really felt like there was this uh, TV component to experimental music mm-hmm. that was happening and. Uh, I think the pandemic really brought that home in a way that it yeah. wasn't quite happening before. So yeah, it has been a little while since we actually last spoke, uh, and, and quite a bit has happened. Uh, but I think where you we kind of left things is that we had been talking about uh, the lead up to and then the aftermath of the release of uh, Tape Hiss is the Blowjob of Lo-Fi. Uh, right, right, and that that's amazing because we, we had just released it when we were on your show and we talked a bit about it and and then it blew up and we didn't even know because it, <laughs> it um, that August it was reviewed in the wire and I noticed that it was strange that when I checked like what was most played on the Kill Pop Tart site that the, that the 33 minute track on that album was just pivoting up <laughs> But I, but I thought maybe it was a glitch and wasn't true. <laughs> and and then and then later, um, our newest album, uh, Tales from the Elusive Anger, got reviewed in the Wire. And Emily Emily Pothast, um, Pothast, I'm not sure how to say her name. It's funny how you see these people's name and writing for years and years of your life, and then you say them out loud and you say, "Do I even know how to pronounce that?" <laughs> in any case, great writer, and I, I've known her for years. First as a musician, who I who I played on my radio show a lot, and yeah, and she was handed a review to do of the uh, of that album and and did so and then did what anybody would do and told me and then also you know that's how i found out that the tape has had been reviewed months before got it so having been you know doing experimental music and reading about it in the wire for some 30 years and really the only project that i've ever done that's gotten any notice in the wire at all has been the the, the olympia experimental music festival mm, and mm-hmm. i mean how do you not notice something that goes on for 25 years and and brings all those people together but, but that wasn't about me too you know i mean yeah. it, it's uh it's it's uh people who have played that have gone on to do incredible things right and 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 it was certainly a place where where people were brought together to to you know sometimes new groups arose out of it and everything but but that's the only thing that really any I've ever done that's gotten any mention in the wire, and mm-hmm. no radio show, no um, 
band, nothing. And so she proceeded to kind of, in her review, also talk about my radio show, which was nice. And I got the full circle of, of it. You know, all that stuff kind of exposed where where it belongs. Right, so, so right. And, and this is kind of a, a nice full circle too, because you've been playing stuff. Don't I mean, if I'm not mistaken, don't they put out compilations through the the wire fairly regularly of of, of, of music and art that's kind of up and coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wire proper thing. And I've heard, I feel like I've heard you play those on your show for years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly been a place where I've learned about about new types of music, for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not too cool to play a compilation that somebody put together as the, my first experience with somebody and then find out more about it, you know, with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. You know, and, part and, of the, what's the small thing is some a lot of stuff's new to me first go around, too. Yeah. Uh, as, as is the case with your show, I know. Right. Well, and I was just getting to that. I suspect that our shows uh, become places where we're trying out things for ourselves as much as for the listeners. Mm-hmm. We have a pretty good sense that this is going to work or this is going to fit. But I'm sometimes rolling the dice. Yeah. I, well, I think it's interesting to me looking back after years and at, at, at like what artists have influenced me, and it it's a lot more obvious to me now than than maybe at other times um mm. and and just for instance you know all those years of being in the radio station and having jan deck records around it's it's like i realize now that that the aesthetic influenced me as much as the sound and the mm. both did really strongly and and the the the, the idea of of you know these blurry photos and everything I, I think that that's been a huge influence on on the on the presentation of the dead air fresheners you're getting into something that i think uh especially if you take a look at the dead air fresheners over time um uh, the visual record on the albums and whatnot um you know it, it, it is you know like we get one view when we're looking at any one particular album but uh there is a almost kind of like visual aesthetic that you have cultivated mm-hmm. over time that uh, is not necessarily obvious from one album or from one performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, right. It's, it's, it's not as obvious as Yandick albums. I mean... Mm-hmm. He has a much more uniform kind of... Right. I mean, you can count on on, on his records to, to have that Corwood look. Mm-hmm. Well, with us, you know, for instance, the, the Tales from the Elusive Hangar, you know, we had a... Um, a local uh, artist. Let me um, get his name correctly. That I that I requested and hired to do the cover. Mm. Uh, and this is the. Uh, I think you guys were advertising it as the first release of 2023. Yeah, yeah. We 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 put it out on Kill Pop Tarts right at right at uh, midnight on New Year's Eve. And um, smart. And uh, yeah, and, and, and part of the reason I'm sitting on my porch again, like here, letting dogs bark in the background and crows and some cars and all these sounds is that's that's really what that album was was kind of all about. Mm-hmm. And um, Christopher, Christopher Michael McMurray, uh, uh-huh. a, a St. John's Portland artist and his art is so cool. And uh, he's an African-American artist who um, has definitely some graffiti influence as well as surrealism and um, classic um, art and and tribal art and and um, through all that his art is very subtle um, 
and isn't very overblown. Um, and so I, I asked him if he'd do the cover for the album, and he listened to it. And, and I didn't ask him to do a do a crow on the cover. That was his own decision. That just kind of what he got out of listening to the album that he thought sure captured it. And I and then you know there are two songs that that you know make note of crows on the album, so it makes perfect sense. And. Mm-hmm. And well, and it also, I mean, like this might not have been uh, on purpose, uh, but it does fit the same kind of visual aesthetic that you have on mm-hmm. other albums, even though it's a different artist totally. coming in to to do the yeah, and, design. And we brought in different different artists that that I just really liked what they did and thought that'd be a great Dead Air Freshener's album cover in the past too. Um, I think that you know one of the interesting things about. I mean, it, just in terms of I'm trying to think of the the larger scope of, of the Dead Air Fresheners, uh, is that, like, I, I, over time, uh, there have been, like, these subtle changes and whatnot, and obviously you're approaching each project differently. Uh, but I, I think that uh, you now actually have a reputation that perhaps you didn't have in the earlier years, and that's mm-hmm. allowing people to kind of see you in a different light than perhaps the first half of the Dead Air Freshener story uh, were allowed. Because, I mean, I certainly feel like the recognition in print, uh, being able to do more collaborations, uh, definitely even kind of releasing more uh, recordings and whatnot, this is all kind of like a um, a, a more mature Dead Air Freshener, so a, a band that's kind of like, you know, uh, uh, seen, seen a few things here and there, and uh, people are starting to realize, like, oh, yeah, that, you know, it's like, it's no longer just a funny name on a flyer. It's like, oh, yeah, I, 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 we know them. Well, we have some of the youngest uh, musicians out there playing and making experimental music in the group, but we also have a lot of old people. And, <laughs> Split the and difference. I, I think that, yeah, and I, and I think that with that in mind, I mean, myself personally, I've really become clear on what, what my mission is. And... Um, you know, I was talking about to, to Jennifer about this, and and we agreed. You know, it's we're just at this point in our, our our lives as artists where you start feeling a little bit of mortality, and and the art is the is sort of the only little bit of immortality you have, and you just want to have a really good body of work, mm. and so that's been my desire is just you know, and and which is why in a year when you know, thank you to you guys over at WFMU for for. For, for playing unfriended enough that it was in your in your most played of of the year list at the end of the year I mean that awesome yeah <laughs> um, and then the reviews in the wire and then the re- the review and a closer listen of uh, sea shanties and um, boy the review in uh, of uh, the last asteroid and in uh, Jack Rabbit's uh, zine and I just there's been just so much uh, you know, recognition finally, and, <laughs> and yeah, I mean it's it's a great thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I think uh, especially uh, you know in this day and age, like there isn't really a wrong way to release an album. I think uh, the album still needs to speak for itself, and mm-hmm. like that's something that you know, Dead Air Fresheners definitely care about when they are putting together a record. Is it, you're not necessarily just kind of grabbing the most recent batch of recordings and going like, well, here's another one we can slice off the, the log, you know. Uh, yeah, certainly we t- kind of talked about this being a little bit short anyway, because uh, um, I, I only <laughs> have Absolutely, I've talked way more than I thought I would, so... <laughs>
Well, for anyone else who's still listening and hanging out, I uh, thought we'd uh, just kind of close things down a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're having a good time. Uh, probably going to have a little bit of an after party here in a, in a bit. But, uh, uh, yeah, th- thank you so much, uh, Dead Air Fresheners, for uh, giving us a little insight into how, uh, how the sausage is made. And, uh, yeah, you know, I should probably uh, mention that next week's show is going to be an all-visual show. I, I, and, and this one's going to be a little closer to on time because uh, the, the show is exactly two hours long. And it has a video that goes with it that's two hours long. <laughs> So we can just watch that in real time and I'll actually stay under the limit for my show next week. Um, and uh, you can either watch it or listen to it. It's uh, uh, audio compatible, but it is, there are videos for every part of the show next week. So uh, you can just tune into the, uh, the, the video record and, and just watch it all the way through if you want. And it'll be the same as the, as the one you hear on Sheena's uh, or vice versa, however you want to do it. Anyway, I, I, I've uh, probably overstayed my welcome a little bit, and, and, and uh, I, I don't want to stay uh, too long. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Mr. X and Mr. Fab and uh, Heather and uh, uh, Ricardo and uh, Scott in uh, Australia. And, uh, yeah, everyone, uh, Mutation Fest is off to a pretty good start. And uh, we still have four more days of, uh, of, of live acts and uh, special content created just for this festival. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty fun. Let's see, what else was I going to mention? Oh, you know, uh, lots of links in the, in, in the chat and whatnot. I think uh, uh, at this point, uh, you know where to find things. So, uh, yeah, let me just uh, move on over here. Well, I have to say that was probably one of the most successful second days of a festival that I've ever held, at least on the Lava Lamp Lounge patio. But I'm sure there's been others, haven't there? Anyway, I should probably check in on Arvo Zylo before I take in one of these after parties Mitch keeps talking about. Everything seems to be going well when I pop in. At least there's always a little bit of a crowd. Seems like people really do enjoy this sound installation. Sounds pretty good anyway.
he seems to be doing fine. And I guess he's going to keep this up the entire time. Wow. Impressive. Anyway, I should probably be getting back. Who knows what those maniacs are up to when I'm not around. Which of the after-parties do you think you want to attend tonight? Looks like there's a fair number to choose from, if that's your thing. I don't know. Is there anyone who's not having a rager? To each their own, but I'm feeling a bit run down after two days of this already. I need something kind of quiet and casual. I think I'm going to the prog rock party happening next door. It goes all night long. You have the chance of getting so lit you blast off into outer space and it's the right combination of flashy costumes and showing off that I can get into. Though some of the music is a bit difficult to dance to. Hmm. I'll pass. I might actually just hang out at the dive bar over there that hasn't really been connected to the fest in any specific way, but has certainly made a buck or two raising their prices and booking a few bands themselves. Seems like the music is over, so I can probably settle into a corner of the bar with some bourbon and Mr. Four-Dimensional Nightmare himself to see if they have any cocktail recommendations that will make me feel like my own timeline has been a little mangled, if you catch my drift. That could be fun, too. Can we assume that we're gonna pass on the open mic at the coffee shop? On a Tuesday? Mid-Valley. Not even if you paid me. Mutations. There's only four more days of Mutation Fest left. Next week, all videos. You don't want to miss this event on Sheena's Jungle Room and Mid-Valley Mutations. of music and art by your favorite experimental artists. It's, it's Mutation, Mutation Fest. Fest. With music, live performances, interviews and sound art by Time Dilations, The Olsen Twins Ghostlight Ensemble, Reek, Forest Friends, Formaldehyde Ra, Fog Machine, Craig Poe, Oral Gratification Ensemble, Don Haugen, Cornelius F. Van Staffrin III, The Fourth Sunday Players, Brad Anderson, Instagon, Tim Maloney, A Afternoon with Bunt, Zeres of Zeron, Frankie of the Promethean School Zines, I Died, Arvo Zylo, and special guests. Four more days of music and art by your favorite experimental artists. See you at Mutation Fest.